Memphis, Tennessee, it's your boy Jared J.B. Boyd from the Daily Memphian and NPR's Bill Street Caravan. I am in the building with the queen, the woman, the best, the most magnificent, exuberant, lovely, creative Hina Esco at the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's up, you guys? I'm Izzy Moore, and I'm verbally effective because I take the problems and issues that you all deal with on a daily basis. I take those issues and I put them into songs to some of you guys' most favorite beats, some of your classic beats. And I would say I'm verbally effective because I kind of prompt people to come out of their unresolved issues, anything they've dealt with that they haven't let go. I kind of help people, you know, drop their baggage. Izzy Moore is a 28-year-old conscious artist from Memphis, Tennessee. She has been doing music for two years and... And in that time, she has had a video reach 5.4 million views. Izzy is a different kind of artist the world needs today. Every song she makes has a message. Izzy loves to take issues the world is dealing with today and put them into songs. She is best known for her Facebook remakes because people are actually inspired and healed through her words. Izzy feels that conscious artistry is no longer popular and it is her goal and sole duty to change that. She calls herself the female Pac and gives credit to Tupac, Lauren Hill, and MC Light because they inspire her more than anyone. Izzy is a mother of two little kings, and she chose the conscious lane because she never wanted to do anything that her children wouldn't be proud of in the future. Izzy says she knows our youth are basically being raised through social media, and she'd like to be the positive light that shines in their lives. Izzy's motto is, don't trip, homie. It gets greater later. Before we begin, let's find out what's popping with the T-Shirt Lab. Whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or promotional product, the T-Shirt Lab consistently produces quality products with a fast turnaround. Design it, print it, and wear it. Contact the T-Shirt Lab today at theTshirtLab.com. Email info at T-H-E-T-E-E ShirtLab.com or call 901-207-3043. Or you can even stop by the T-Shirt Lab today at 986 East Brooks Road, Memphis 103817. The T-Shirt Lab. Design it, print it, and wear it. Hey guys, your double E, Ina Esco, hanging out with you for yet another episode of the Verbally effective podcast this is i think episode 79 and i got my girl in the building with me she is a songstress and conscious artist we're gonna talk more about that conscious artist i got miss izzy moore in the building hey izzy hi ina how you doing lady i'm great i'm great i'm glad to be here Thank you for coming. I remember when I first met you, you were so sweet, but it wasn't until I heard you perform. I was like, that big voice in that little body. <laughs> Dang, you just kind of like took my breath away. Everybody say that. I promise I'd be so rich if I had a dollar every time. People be really? Like, Girl, if I close my eyes, I thought it was a fat one. But I'm like, what? <laughs> you got that strong, powerful voice. Mm-hmm. You've always, look, you've always had this voice right. <laughs> yeah, like I've always been loud all the time, even when it's a kid, just really? real loud and extra. I don't know. <laughs> this person really? y'all see is just being here all the time. Just being yourself, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to start at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you from, Izzy? I'm from South Memphis and Whitehaven. I started in South Memphis with um, elementary school, middle school, and high school, actually. I went to all 10 Long Beach and Southside. Okay. And then. You from um, South Memphis? Yeah, really. <laughs> like, for real. But uh, then I went to Whitehaven. Well, I went to the Whitehaven area uh, and I went to Hillcrest and Whitehaven High School. So. Oh, okay. I spent. 
a certain amount of years in both. Well, I'm I'm still in Whitehaven actually, okay. but I just say both of them because it's like both areas kind of got away and raised me, and I got a family in South Memphis, and I got a family mm-hmm. in Whitehaven homies, you know. So That's good to I just have. Say both. Mm-hmm. So, what were you involved in growing up in South Memphis and Whitehaven? What was you doing back in the day? When I was at um, Longview, I was a cheerleader. What? I, I, cheer. I was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader at Longview, and I was a cheerleader at Lanier. Okay. And, of course, I did uh, singing all the time. Back mm-hmm. in Alton, um, from kindergarten through fourth grade, I was like, the elite <laughs> to mm-hmm. like everybody knew me and my sisters mm-hmm. and all the teachers messed with us you know because we was always singing kind of big at young ages coming growing wow. up in church and stuff you know so we always kind of stood out uh-huh. um and i that's basically what i did i sung i truly i was a cheerleader and i played volleyball too i played volleyball I look love i love when people say they play volleyball yes were you volleyball. a setter I was just on the team. You was on the- <laughs> See, I would think because of your small stature that you were a setter. Okay, you was on the team, but you was repping really, though. They used to keep me at the back because I was real good at like sliding on my yes. knees. Kind of like, you know. Yeah. You know what I- <laughs> hey, we yep. need we need yep. all of that yep. on the court. Okay, yep. you said you and your sisters mm-hmm. would sing. How many sisters do you have? I have two sisters, Brene and Geneva Moore. Uh, my baby sister is 22, and Brene is 26. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they can sing just yes, like you. Yeah, I can sing. Actually, I think Brene sings the best out of all of us. But what? They don't, uh, guess, like, pull the teeth. <laughs> they don't even background sing for me. Like What? <laughs> Look, that's nah. why I say y'all could have had a little group going. They like, we go, my daddy is a pastor, so we go around and sing for him. When he go to his friends and all of that, mm-hmm. you know. So this really the only time that we sing together. But like outside, no, mm-hmm. they not doing it. So you started really singing in the church. Yes, I started. Yes, in I saw my first solo when I was four. Wow, um, Lashawn Pace Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. God meant it for my good. Mm-hmm. I was a big LaShawn Pace, Biggie Winans fan when I was younger. Wow. And Kim Burrell. Four. Yep. What? Yep. Your daddy was like, my babies are talented. My daddy is a music connoisseur, though. Like, he's one of them people that literally knows every song. I'm talking about any genre, even mm-hmm. uh country. Like, mm-hmm. he just, he's very well-rounded mm-hmm. in music. And, like, my, my oldest son, Charles, when he was, like, three, he used to walk around. I don't know if you, you remember the Silvers? Mm-hmm. Hotline. Charles used to walk around singing that song. And people used to be like, <laughs> uh, what? why do he wow. know that? I'm like, his papa, you know, just very, my dad is very musically. Just That's awesome. Yes. What about your mom? My mom, she's a singer as well, but my mom is more like the background singer. Okay. She's real loud like me. My, my mom and I were the two loud ones. She got a real boisterous voice. She can hold her no down. <laughs> but uh, she's not a, um, she she doesn't do like any lead singing or anything. Okay. She just like our mega woman, really. Mega wife, mega mama, yes. mega nana. You know? That's mama right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when you graduated high school, what high school again? White. I ended up graduating White. from Hillcrest. Hillcrest, mm-hmm. Hillcrest. Were you in the choir at Hillcrest? I was over the choir. You was over the choir. Yeah. I just not too long ago. I uploaded a picture on Facebook <laughs> where I'm in the uh, for the seniors and listeners. I'm in there with my picture. It's got easy. I mean, Italy more uh, choir directors, and I got this little stupid look, like I'm like I'm directing the choir. It really looks stupid, but yeah. <laughs> you was like, you know, I know in the choir. I was in the choir in uh, middle school. We used to go to a lot of competitions. I used mm-hmm. to do all of that. Cheer the same. Mm-hmm. 
and they used to at Whitehaven and Hillcrest, both of those teachers. They uh they saw something in me even back then, and they used to try to force me to sing choral like do all west. Mm-hmm. It was just all like, west. I, I remember that. I never could. I don't know how to. Uh, I don't really know how to even now. I don't know how to head tone sing. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible at falsetto. I can't false. Mm-hmm. So back then, that was really I was about kind of like that. See, I can't do right. You gotta make your mouth like the O, and I'm like, I was just, yeah, you know. I remember that. So, mm-hmm. so what are you an alto? For a long time, I was a soprano. Now I can't hear a soprano I when know, I hear you talk. That is so crazy. Like <laughs> <laughs> my cousin just got named Donna Walker. Hey, Junior. <laughs> so Junior used to have this group uh, called. At first, we were there to be different. Then we went to Prophetic Praise. So we were like one of the youth community choirs in the city. And um, I was always, like everybody always knew me as a soprano. Like when people would call out sopranos, I would always be in their list. And mm-hmm. um, now it's like since I've actually started doing this as an artist, my range is totally changing. Maybe wow. it's because I'm singing so much more and I'm singing by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was in choir, so we got parts. Mm-hmm. But now when I sing, you know, I'm going to do the background and the lead, you know. So yeah. I think just using my voice so much, my range is, mm. which I really, really hate. <laughs> so I would say I'm more of a contralto. Contralto. I haven't heard that term in mm. so long, girl. You're taking me back. <laughs> okay, so when you graduated from Hillcrest, what were you doing in life? Right when you graduated. Girl, I was not doing the right thing. I, I had gotten a full ride to Rust College mm-hmm. um, for the music, actually. And I ended up finding out two months after I graduated that I was two and a half months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, my oldest son, Dad, he and I, we were like best friends, Dickie Steve. We was together seven and a half years. Mm. And it was one of them relationships where I never dealt with cheating. Like, the whole time, I never dealt with nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... I didn't go to school. I didn't go out of town to go to school. I stayed here, mm-hmm. and I ended up going to Southwest. But Charles had me sick um, for, I found out I was pregnant two and a half months. By, like, that third and a half month, I was throwing up. Mm. I was nauseous the whole, for the rest the of the pregnancy. The whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I had to, um eventually, my doctor ordered me to, I had to get out of school. Everything I was doing, really, my life had to be shut down for mm. the rest of my pregnancy because I couldn't do anything. And I got put on this Wild, I mean, this uh, soup and cracker died. Like, it was real bad. Wow. Um, so, um, my son's dad, I had to stay in the hospital two weeks after Charles was born. It was just a lot of complications went on. And he was just so awesome. He was like Mr. Mm-hmm. Dad. The, those two weeks, like, they wouldn't let me breastfeed Charles and stuff just because I was on so many drugs. And he was just there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just knowing, like, okay, we finna do this family thing or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And I kind of stopped. I stopped school because I wanted to take her to Charles. And I'm thinking, you know, he going to propose, blah, 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 and that. And Charles, and he ended up getting back into the streets. Mm. Like, when I first met him, he was a street guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was heavy in it, even at a young age. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, you know, like, in high school, he was all, he was really, really, really popular. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, one of the guys that all the girls wanted. But mm. I was the only girl that he wanted, mm. you know. So his little thuggish ways, you know, being young. I'm like, I go with child joint, you know, it was kind of mm-hmm. appealing. But, you know, as I grew, things changed. And so when he jumped yeah. back into their lifestyle, you know, it's like he got a son. My son got to have all the J's like he used to do, you know. And um, one night, he just uh got into this fight on B Street and it just broke me. And I broke that off. Mm. Yeah, and so I was just with my son. It just mm-hmm. me and my son. So 
where I want, where I was supposed to be going to college, I didn't because I'm thinking I'm going to be in love. We're going to get married. We're going to have a family. And things just didn't go that way. Yeah. So I found myself working warehouse, taking care of Charles. Mm-hmm. Then I got into school at Valderot. Mm-hmm. So I'm working warehouse, I'm taking care of Charles, and I'm in school. Taking care of your business. Doing my thing. Then two years later, I started talking to this other guy. While going to Valderot, I found out I'm pregnant again. Mm. Did not drop out of school this time. Though. Okay. I stayed in school, ended up getting my associate's degree in um, medical assistant with office management. Okay. Uh, and I got me a really good job, ended up getting a job. Of, it was from, based in California. It was paying really good, but they was they were paying us California pay here in Memphis. Mm-hmm. So things was going on. Oh, that's that's Listen, big money. California, baby. That, they pay is top pay. You, it was so awesome. And wow. I found, so I found out I was pregnant um, with Chance. This my, my were you sick boy. when you were pregnant with Chance? This is the thing with Chance. So I kind of was already feeling like I was pregnant because for I had started having these flutters and stuff in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And my family, I'm stupid. I'm I'm the stupid one in the family. <laughs> so a lot of stuff they don't believe, you know. So I was telling my little sister one night, I was like, Brene, I said, fool, I'm pregnant. I said, something has been kicking me in my stomach. She was like, you're so extra. Like, get away from me, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm telling you. But you know, I was so small. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up catching the flu. January 23rd, never forget. January 23rd, 2012, I caught the flu. Well, I, I don't know if that's the day I called it, but that's the day I went to Methodist South. Mm. I was real sick so much to the point where I couldn't stand up straight. My pills were hurt really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor or whatever. Um, he did some tests on me. i never forget. He walked back in there. He said, well, Miss Moore. He said, welcome to the flu and pregnancy. Oh, wow. Girl, that was some you, news he dropped on you. He was nervous because I was five and a half months pregnant. And you you didn't not, know. You could not tell. You, so, you thought you was. I thought I was. But, I, but see, I, the whole time I was still, I was, I was still bleeding basically. Mm-hmm. And so he told. So I ended up finding out that I had this really bad vaginal infection. So after we found out I was pregnant with it, I started going to the doctor. Whenever my my OB would check me, I would bleed every time. Oh my every, god! Right. So he was. So the doctor was nervous. He was like, "But this how how many months along you are in?" But you looking like this, so then I end up having to get a vaginal ultrasound. Oh, yes, girl. But the thing is, I knew exactly who the dad was. I knew it was my second son's father. But what the crazy thing was, he and I had not talked in like four. Let me see. I was five and a half months pregnant, like four months. Girl, I had to call him up while I was sitting in the house with the baby. I was like, Stephen. He was like, What's up? Dang, oh I got the my name. <laughs> Whatever I know. I was like, Stephen. He was like, What's up? I said, I got something to tell you. I was like, I just came to meet the staff whatever. I said, they told me I'm five and a half months pregnant. He was like, what? I hadn't talked to him. There's no communication. Girl. So he picking up a phone, hearing that he know he got a baby on the way or whatever. So Chance was, um, I had made two appointments to get an abortion. Chance mm. was the only child that I, well, there was a child I thought about it with, but I just never could go through with it. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being starting over, you know, mm-hmm. three years later being a mama again. And I supposed to be in school, but this time I was still working. Mm-hmm. I was taking care of my babies. And that's just really what I was doing up until I started singing, honestly. Wow. Living that single mom life, handling yep. your business. Been single five years, just me and my Wow. And my How are your boys doing? And they are. They, they so cute. And so yeah, you be having them dressed alike. They be too cute. <laughs> thank you. They are the most dopest children I think I've ever met. And I know everybody thinks their children are dope, but Charles and Chance are just, like, different. Like, mm-hmm. Charles, 
he was always, even as a baby, he was never one of them babies that would laugh and play with people. He was always serious, like months old serious. Like my god brother Steve Stewart, he used to always say, this the most nonchalant baby I've ever met. Like people couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. It was almost like he was slow. Well, he didn't act slow, but it's like he's still sedated from the, you know. But Charles just always had this old soul. Wow. And when my daddy started putting Charles onto all this music, it just made it grow even more. So like at 10 months, we started realizing that he would be, he would keep him beat. And me and my mama and all this, and we were like, is this boy not beating, you know? And so, um, he was one, I never forget, he was one years old. Uh, he was one year old, and you know, uh, Ty Tribe, I thought, I, I got the victor. Mm -hmm. So my mom, he had took my mom and pops out, and the song was on, on the radio, I mean, on TV, because on Sundays, my at my parents' house, my dad used to like for it, it always got to be gospel. Church, you know? yeah. It's straight, uh, straight Sabbath on a Sunday. Basically. On Sunday. You know, so uh, he would put on the music, and girl, one time, Charles was in there, and he was playing. Mm. I saw my, baby, my baby was playing. I called my brother Chris Pat, I see a Pat. Charles need drum lessons. Mm -hmm. My baby started taking drum lessons at two years old. He is now wow. nine. When I tell you that boy is so awesome. And I'm talking about his videos. When I used to put videos on Facebook, getting thousands of views. Mm. Stanley Randolph even was like, this boy, like. That's awesome. You know, he's like a child prodigy. Mm -hmm. But he's, Charles is like a golden child. He plays five sports. Mm. And he dominates them all. Football, football, basketball, track, cross country. And, um, dang, what's the other one? Football, basketball, track, cross country. Baseball. Baseball, yes. Wow. And he dominates them all. And he's still so grown. Him and Chance, they day and night. If they be around, <laughs> Chance be running around this whole place. Charles, he be like, bro, sit down. Oh, Mama, wow. you want me to get him? It's like he out protector, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just, he's like that because it's just be me, him, and his brother. Wow. How so, old are they now? Charles is nine. Chance is six. Oh, uh, yeah. Charles think he running things. He real grown. Chance, <laughs> now, he an entertainer. Chance can dance. He's very animated. He's not shy at all. Mm -hmm. He'll flip. He'll do just anything, just slow. I'd be telling, boy, you so slow. <laughs> He'll do anything. <laughs> wow. And, but he is, uh, Charles is one of them people that everything comes to him naturally, even intelligence. Like, mm -hmm. he never tried hard in school. I used to have to force him. He would mm. never try hard in school because it just comes natural to him, even in elementary. Wow. His teacher in the third grade, she was like, Miss Moore, Charles is such a man. He just get straight to it, and it be the right answer. But I just need him to, you know, he, he know he know it. Mm -hmm. And Chance, on the other hand, it was kind of hard for him when he started in kindergarten. Chance couldn't, it was just some things that he couldn't grab, like his his peers. Mm -hmm. And it's like my baby was determined to learn. Mm -hmm. And he started walking around the house. Mama, help me sound this out. We'll go no. to the store, or he'll read a sign, Mama, and he'll, what's the sound? Or, you know, bling, when they start doing bling, he'll be like, Mama, we working on blings. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's three years old. I mean, he's five years old in kindergarten, you know, asking me these questions. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my baby really want to do it. And now, yeah. girl, he, he left out of kindergarten. On the, he was three times above his reading level. Look at baby, him. I chance okay, <laughs> chance. And you yeah. know what? Like, I have two boys, too. And I think, you know, sometimes as mothers, we with our kids, I know I thought like, you know, you had that first baby, you all up in love with your baby. <laughs> then you get the second baby. You think that they're going to be just like mm -hmm. the other one. Mm -hmm. And then they're not <laughs> nothing alike. And you like, wow, who are you? Girl. They are like total opposites. Day and night. Can they sing? I think think so i have my <laughs> sisters and i have heard them both do runs especially uh chance but mm -hmm. chance's dad is a musician mm -hmm. 
he's uh, really known in the Kojic world. And then his grandma, his dad's mom, she played. So he gets it from both sides. Wow. So, yeah, sometimes, girl, I heard Chance, um, when he be playing the game sometimes, he be doing some little runs, and I be like, boy. You can't tell me. You can say, <laughs> don't make me cry. Oh, wow. That I, is but amazing. I they, but I don't think they, that's not what they want to do. Chance wants to dance and backflip. Okay, that's what he, he, he wants to do. He backflip. So he <laughs> wants to dance and flip, and Charles wants to chill. Um, do music and music and chill. Wow. Yep. Oh, you got some cool little dudes. Yep, yep, thank you. Okay, so... You know, I know you said that, you know, you were working and you started this artist thing. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say I, I started doing my artist thing, what does that entail? Is it where was that start at where, you know, you wanted to, you know, perform and mm -hmm. things of that nature? So back in 2017, I um did I background with Carla Barnes and this mm -hmm. guy named Adrian. Mm -hmm. Carla was in the beginning for a very long time. She was my teacher like she was molding me she would rehearse with me and stuff like that but in the beginning um how it started she called because carla knew me from the church world as well and so um i the was barnes family yes yes, yes. Mm -hmm. that whole family and i Baby, shout out to the Barnes. Yeah, shout out to the Barnes. The when I like, met you, you and Carla were both singing together. Yeah, I yeah, remember Carla, that. Like, I she owe called her a lot. What? Yes, Man, I owe Carla so much. But she um hit me up to background with them because you know she knew I knew how to background or whatever. And so I background with her and this the guy Adrian, uh, and we background for Jerry Richardson and Carmen Hicks. This is mm. my first time ever hearing of either of them. Every sunshine was actually coming here, so Gerald and Carmen opened up for her. Okay. So while just at the last minute, and I and it has just got to be God, cause the band that we end up having right at the last minute, the lead player Leland, Leland was supposed to be playing, and something ended up happening where he couldn't play, and Steve O ended up playing Steve Bethany, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, and I think this might have been about like a day or two before the show is when Steve. And so when we went to the sound check, I ended up meeting Steve O for the first time or whatever. So after the show, Steve O comes to me, asked me my name. I told him. He was like, Have you ever thought about singing? And I was like, Mm mm. I said, I just, you know, sing gospel or whatever. And he was like, I was listening to you. And I'm saying, I didn't leave nothing that night. That's how I know, like, God had to have done this. And he was like, I was listening to you while you were singing. He said, you got a great tone. He said, I think you should go audition in love. Mm. I'm like, okay. So, like, had Leland not had to switch out, mm -hmm. this interaction would have never happened. Mm -hmm. So, I go to love. He was like, on Mondays, go audition. I go to love. I walk in. My God brother, Chris Pat, sitting on the drum. Wow. I'm like, God, you just, <laughs> what's really going on? So, Chris, he was like, baby girl, what you doing here? I said, well, this guy named Steve O told me to come here to audition. He was like, Steve, Steve Bethany play. I said, yeah. He was like, Eric Bonet guitar. I said, I don't know. He played Eric. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, yeah. Mr. Bethany. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, he's so dope. I was like, okay, well, he played, you know, so and so, so and so. He told me to come here. And Pat was like, okay, you know. And a lot of them, kind of the musicians from the church were, uh, I think they were all kind of like hesitant when they, when they knew I was finna do this because they're like, Italy, we don't know Italy like that. Like, she's saying gospel. Like, she's not that? coming in the secular yeah. world. You know, so he was like, okay. So they, so I rehearsed with them. I remember it was a, um, I remember for sure that it was a Michael Jackson song. What's that song with Beatles? Dun, 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 d
Whatever that song. Oh, sing it, look. Sing, oh, sing it. Sing it. Come together right now. Okay. Over me. So we we uh rehearsed it there. They loved it. It was two songs. It was that one and the other. I can't remember. They loved the way I did it with them. So they was like, uh, Chris was like, baby girl, can you come back tonight to sing that with us? Mm, tonight. And I was like, okay. I'm in a guy was like, I'm telling you just working stuff out. And mm. I wasn't even noticing it right before my eyes. And I'm just blind to it. Mm-hmm. I know. And so I'm like, okay, brother. You know, so I go. Everybody go crazy. All the musicians mm-hmm. that been knowing me since I was 14, <laughs> you know, they like, oh, my God, uh, all these people out there. And I'm like, this was different. I'm like, wow. And so. Did you like it? I loved it. It yes. was so awesome because I was like, for me, you know, like, this is crazy. So you telling me the day you auditioned, that night you was on the stage of that love. That night I was on the stage. Performing. And came to me that night and she wanted to, she wanted to bring me back. Every Monday for a lot of money is insane. And I know for like five months straight, I know. <laughs> about four, five months straight, Shining was bringing me there every Monday. Mm-hmm. Every Monday. And at first, I opened up like for the feature artist. I opened up. Then it got to the point where she was giving me my own night. Yeah. Building my night, building my night. And it was yeah. so awesome because it was a lot of people that, you know, still trying to get their love. Mm-hmm. And they heard I started out there, you know. And I'm not <laughs> thinking nothing. But people, like, even hearing these people, like, Okay, you must be, the, and I'm looking at like, oh, shoot, it's just a club, you know. Right. But see, Curtis, his sister Christy, we he, Christy and I went to Lanier together. Mm-hmm. So C- Curtis has had clubs since I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So where everybody looking at, ah, oh, you know, it's Curtis Gibbons and his love. I'm like, it's my Wookie. Like I know like, Wookie. They cool, you know, like Coco. <laughs> like what? Okay, yeah. you know, But people weren't looking at it like that. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, before I know it, still start taking off. Then Thomas Brownlee. Brownlee, shout out to him. Brownlee was the first person mm-hmm. to put me on stage by myself. It meant. Wow. Oh, I remember person, the midday. Yeah, first put me on stage. I, I, I owe Brownlee a lot too because he took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people didn't want to because I used to have a problem with opening my eyes. Sometimes I was standing once while I keep my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a problem with always choosing ballots, sometimes being too churchy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would hear these things, you know, from other people. But Brownlee was the first one, like, you don't matter, you know, I'm going to help her kind of grow. Mm-hmm. And after me, it's just, wow. I just kept doing it. It it was still a hobby for me, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was having fun because people was liking, you know. I had this one woman tell me that I took her through so many decades in one night, you know. I just mm-hmm. see so many years of music. But it was just a hobby for me. And it really wasn't until I started writing. I, I When I linked with Tyke and started writing and stuff on Facebook, that's when I was like, okay, God, this got to be where you want me to be, you know. Wow. What made you pick up that pen and start writing? Tyke. Tyke T. Like, what's up, Tyke T? What's up, Tyke, y'all? <laughs> Tyke is my, I call him my sensei, my teacher. Everything I know, everything that y'all love about him is a good dude right Tyrone, there. Tyrone, Tyke Stroke, Tyke T. Strobel. Mm-hmm. Like, he just taught me everything. There was a guy connect too, and you remember the show? You you was hosting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Whitlow show. Yeah. The Privilege. Yeah. That was the first time me and Tyke ever met. So that was night, it. My, that was my first time ever meeting this man. And that night, I had met him in the rehearsal, but it was just a hey, and it was it. So that night, I actually felt like I did horrible on my performance. You did. And you so did an awesome job. I just did not like it, and I was just oh, I used to get so frustrated with myself back then. I'm better now, but it was just uh uh-uh. uh, and I used to let it just drown me. And so I never forget. After Jay Willow, he was talking to me on the mic for a little while, and I told him, thank you, whatever. Then I just, I told my sister and my mom, and I was like, let's go. And they was like, what's wrong? I was like, let's go. I was just mad. So Tyke ran to me. He was like, easy. He was like, uh, 
I forget what he said. Something he said. And I told him, I said, boy, what? I'm like, move. I was so rude to this man. Do you hear me? Oh, my. And he was like, I just want to let you know you did good. I was like, that was not good. And he was talking to me, and I was walking off on him like a total B-Red to this boy. Tyke came to my family on IG, came to my inbox. He was like, I understand you feel whatever about your performance. He said, but the way you delivered there, your voice. He said, I see something bigger. I love mm-hmm. to work with you. He was like, I would love to work with you. And I was still like, mm. But then I kind of was like, that's so nice of him to come. So I apologized to him or whatever. And so I was like, okay, you know, let's link or whatever. I went to his apartment. The first night I was at this man's apartment, we wrote, wrote four songs. Wow. He was, ain't him. <laughs> he this called man was with writing it, so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and see the way Ty do, he'll hear a beat. And he'll listen to the beat, and he'll be like, dun, 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 dun. He ain't saying no words, but he know how he wants the arrangement to go. So he'll record on his voice memo, he'll get the arrangement, and then he'll listen to the arrangement, go back and write the words, and put it to that arrangement. Mm. And I'm just sitting, so what I was <laughs> doing was helping him with the tone. So, like, he, I think Tyke Loki wants to be a singer. Can and he so, sing? Tyke. <laughs> Sometimes he be saying the cool. I know he can rap, but can he sing? Sometimes he be saying the cool, but, you know, he was like, so you, he was like, um, and sometimes I be hearing stuff in my head, but I don't know if it's the right thing, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna play these beats, and you just tell me what you hear, you know. So he was playing them, and I just started ad lib and running to it, you know. And he was like, "Give me more, you know." So I'm doing this, and he listening, and I'm ad libbing, and he listening, and then I'm I'm doing all this humming, and before I know, he writing a song, mm-hmm. and he like keep going, and so then I was like, "Well, tell me some of the words you got." So he'll tell me like some, and I start repeating the word. And, we were just meshing. Chilling, yeah. Something I had experienced from nobody here in Memphis. Tyke is the one and only person in this city that literally did with me, that one and only did with me what he said he would do. That's why mm. I, I know God connected us because it wasn't until Tyke that I became like this. I was yeah. very closed off. Everything y'all see, it, I, if I would have never met Tyke, I don't think I'd be doing this. Mm. He pulled that beast out of me. Mm. He mm. pulled that beast out of me. And I just thank God for it every day. Like, that man didn't have to still come there. I was... So mean to him. Now, let me tell you something. When I first started seeing you and Tyke's videos, <laughs> I was like, this is like the best collaboration ever. <laughs> and then you rapping too? I'm like, she cow with right. it. She got some flow. <laughs> Did you just time. start rapping when yes. you had met Tyke? Yeah. I, I rapped. Uh, like two years ago, this little challenge came out on Facebook. The How Could You Play Me Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I did that challenge and I rapped. And that was like one of my first videos that got a lot of views. But after that, you know, I wasn't really thinking to myself there's no rap or none. And then when I got with Tyke, mm. and Tyke was telling me because sometimes the way I was seen and like sometimes like when I would help him, well, when we would do little writing sessions or whatever, kind of like the way I write, it had a flow to it. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, you know, I wonder can you rap? And so after <laughs> I went viral, it ready or not, I was like, tight, I can rap, bro. You can rap. <laughs> ever since then, I'm t- going that viral, that video, ever since then, it's like rap. Let's talk about that viral <laughs> video. Now, you have had a viral video that got over 5.4 million views. Tell me about this viral situation. Okay, y'all. So, <laughs> I checked it today, actually. It's now at 5.6 million views, y'all. And... I um really what made me write that like I was I had just been praying really um trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do because I knew that my heart was growing more in music and so when I wrote that it it took me really it took me two days to write that I sat in my car it was four eighteen in the morning I never forget September the seventh and that's when I actually finished writing it and um I was just trying to figure out 
what I wanted to speak about. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that I was just different. Like, the topics that other artists talk about, it just never really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what do I need to do, God? What do I need to say? You know, like, I want to help your people. My mama always tell me I pull in strays. You know, I was always, mm-hmm. I always least on the people that had issues. You know, I wanted to help heal their hearts and stuff like that. So, um, the what ended up prompting the subject was the Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, yep. When, when Nike named him they face, I was like, you know what? And I said, oh, I, that's what I started reading the comments, all the backlash, mm. the way people was cutting up their shoes and just all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write something for my people. Mm-hmm. And um, that beat, I chose that beat because it had got to the point where I was studying a lot of Tupac and Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. looking at their interviews and the way they write and, you know, just everything about them. And so that's what made me choose the Ready or Not beat. Mm-hmm. And so I said yeah, in my you car. you did that. You did that. <laughs> sat in my car and I wrote it. So mm-hmm. that month, so they were 418, September 7th. And round about maybe like 9 or 10 o'clock that morning, I called my god sister, Lil Bitch. Shout out to Lil Bitch. She has pulled down and recorded so many of my videos. I called her, I was like, Sissy, I got this dope, this dope thing I, I've written. I said, um, I need you to come out here and record it for me. She was like, okay, Sissy, I'm on the way. She come over, she recorded. She was like, Sissy, you're going to, she, <laughs> I had three people tell me I was going to go viral. My, my little sister. Tyke, my sister Brene, my middle sister, Tyke and Lil B. They was like, this is going to go viral. And I'm like, I hope so. So after Lil B recorded me, I sit in my car. I remember I put my phone in my hands. I was like, God, if it be your will, I asked that this uh, video get 100,000 views and 1,000 shares. It's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> that jump was at 100,000 views in like a day and a half. Wow. You posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Them Eno. <laughs> when I tell you my phone, I was getting two, three, four hundred notifications. Them views was shooting out of nowhere. I called Ty. I said, "Tight, look, look at the thing." I was like, "Bro, oh my goodness!" Like, I went wow. to my inbox, went to my message request. I had the first one. I had like 125. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, mm. oh my goodness!" Like, it was coming everywhere. My friend from high school, Sharika, shout out to Sharika. Sharika, um, she called. Me, I mean, she hit me on Facebook. She said. You, she said, you have, you have 5,000 friends now. She said, you need to go add the follow button on your Facebook page. I was like, what is that? So she told me. I told Tyke, I said, Tyke, I don't know what this follow button is, but we need to add it. So I, I sent Tyke the link to do it. Tyke went and added it. He was like, the follow button on there. Mine, before I knew them followers started shooting up. In like mm-hmm. three days, I had like 4,000 followers. Wow. And now I'm at over 11,000 followers, and it's still coming hey. every day. I'm still getting followers on Facebook. This thing that I put out over six months ago is still carrying weight mm-hmm. to this day. And it was nothing but God. Like, I prayed. I asked God for it. Mm-hmm. I asked him for that. Why Clef ended up sharing it. Why Clef? What? Why Clef shared it. Angie Stone shared it. Like, Look it, at you. It hit people. You know what I'm saying? So... Woo, that right there. That I know that know, feel like, good. I'm, I'm in the right. That's when I knew I was in the right field. I knew I needed to do conscious artistry because I can't tell you how. Like, I actually went through my, my comments. Even now, I still go back on there, uh, going through all them comments, replying back to people. And so many people were like, I haven't listened to hip-hop in years. Older people. Mm-hmm. I never want, you know, it's so trashy to me. So many people were like, you, this is real hip-hop. We need these. Bring this back. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, my God. When people from <laughs> London and United Kingdom, yes. Nigeria, Jamaica, them Nigerian Girl, Jamaicans. Girl, you touching so many up. people. And I'm like, y'all, they're like, we need this. We miss this. Oh, wow. They're like, you from the East Coast? I'm like, no, nah, I'm from Memphis. And it's you know? something that you originated. 
and people love it. And do they you want perform it. it? Do you perform it? I do. I do so. Like when I when I do other people uh, events and stuff, I, I I try to perform my remakes and stuff like that and some of my original mm-hmm. music. When I'm doing like Sexy Love or Mr. P and stuff like that, I'm just doing covers. Mm-hmm. But when these people have their personal events, then yes, I I do try and perform it. So. Um, I get I not I guess you could call me a conscious artist. Like that's why I would call myself a conscious artist. I what does it. that really mean, conscious artist? I'm just so in my case I would say, I'm so in tune with the time and what's going on right now, what's going mm-hmm. on in the world. I see that people need to be healed. I see that people need to be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh I see that some people I've had people tell me you're like I'm their release. Your your music or my remakes I put on Facebook like some people don't got an inner to talk to. Some mm-hmm. people don't got an easy. Some people don't got a mom or aunt or something. Mm-hmm. Some people only outlet is music. And I have been their outlet for people. I had a lady come and tell me, uh, my dad been in ICU. Our whole family been in this room listening to your stuff. Mm-hmm. You're uplifting my entire family. Girl. When I did the, uh, I remade Cardi B, um, Get Up 10. And it was talking about, uh, women that, that's been molested. It was inspired by two mm-hmm. women I know here in the city. And I just mixed their stories. And so many girls came to me. My my friend brother did that. My uncle, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're talking about that. I feel comfortable. You know, I could come out. So I just feel like with me, it's just being in tune with what people mm-hmm. going through right now. I want to talk to you about what you went to sleep with, what you woke up thinking about. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you about, you know, breaking niggas for their money and, you know, selling dope and stuff. I don't know nothing about that. I can't yeah. talk about their life. And I can't, I, I, I refuse to talk about it just to get views. Mm-hmm. But I could talk about the stuff that you and your grandma are going through. Mm-hmm. I could talk about the stuff that you've been dealing with, the unresolved issues you've been dealing with. You doing so it, girl. Me, you doing being conscious it. conscious is just talking about what they're going through right now, mm-hmm. personally, and then just all over, you know, with the black and white stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. writing another one now. I, I've been reading this article where it's been, uh, up to date, it's been 58 black black men and boys killed by officers. And mm-hmm. 50 of them was unarmed. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I was like, got to write about it. Yeah, that stuff make me so sick. And see, you just putting it into your artistry, into mm-hmm. your music. And mm-hmm. you touching so many people. You a vessel, girl. Yes. Okay. yes. That's what it's about. Yes. <laughs> okay, so at this point, <clears throat> let's talk about branding because just listening to you I know you use social media heavily to promote what you're doing and when you think about music you know it's so many social media tools that Mm -hmm. people use now Mm -hmm. to you know sell their music sell whatever they're selling but it's more to it than just music right so you're at the point you're building your brand Mm -hmm. what comes with that Izzy what are you Man. going through right now, building this brand you're building? So much. It's so crazy. Like, I have to, I like, artwork, uh, logos, mm-hmm. um, getting names trademarked, uh, and really realizing what type of lane you want to be in. Like, getting concrete in your lane and got to start targeting the people that you feel like you're most like. Bam. So now it's, like, traveling. Now I'm driving, you know, you got to put them miles on your car. I'm driving to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive to Atlanta. You know, it's about now networking and being open. So at first I used to be kind of closed, you know, and I, I would feel like walking up to people just talking was almost kind of thirsty. But now it's like, no, <laughs> close now, don't get fed. That's what you got to do. So now yeah. some brand to myself. I had to get them business cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to order a backdrop. I got to walk up to people like, hey, I'm Izzy Moore. You know, I got to be able to be confident enough to sell myself to the people that I'm trying to target. Mm-hmm. So the performing and all of that, 
it's all cool. But when it comes to the business part, the BMI, the publishing, mm -hmm. the learning split sheets and percentages and all of that, like all of that is a part of just branding and building mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. and, and small stuff is like throwaway girl water bottles, water bottles <laughs> and towels and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like I never I'm thinking just, just me as a performer, that'll be enough. It's like, that's cool. so much more to but it. But it's 80%. It's 80% yeah. marketing. <laughs> and it's 20% You right. You right. I, and, and people got to see you. And another thing I had to realize, like, when okay, on Facebook, when it comes to the followers, that's a part of my brand too. They help brand me and market me with, market me with the different remakes and stuff. But if you're going to start doing that, it's like when you start something, you got to stick to it. So these remakes, if I'm telling these people I'm going to drop it every week, and you better leave that in my inbox. What what subject you hitting on this week? Yeah. And it's been some weeks where I had to go four weeks and couldn't give them nothing because I'm in the studio trying to do my own stuff. Wow. So part of branding also is staying consistent. I had yes, to learn how to stop prematurely announcing things mm -hmm. because you constantly announcing this, this part of your brand now. So if you constantly saying it, these people looking for this. They you expecting you're gonna it. Drop every Tuesday and Thursday. They looking every Tuesday and Thursday. Yes. So consistency is a lot with the marketing and the branding. As yes, well. ma'am. And so, and then it's, it's trying to figure out how to brand yourself in a way that the people you present yourself with will make them want to work with you. You yeah. know? So now like I'm learning, I need to, people said I need to clean my, people told me I need to clean my IG page and say, you need to erase every picture of you and your children. You I and was your like, children. What? <laughs> Look, I'm telling you like, this, girl. I, that was like, but this is how you market yourself. Like, when people come to your page, they're going to want to see straight music. Nothing mm -hmm. else. They don't care about your personal life. Like, they don't care about that you love your children. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you got to straight be in the business. And wow. So, yeah. So that's another part I'm learning that come along. Let me, well, well, I know a lot that come with that. Have you been getting approached by people that want to be your management, things of that nature? How are you handling it? <laughs> I had a manager that I just parted ways with uh, earlier this year. He found me uh, off my viral video, got from Oakland. And mm -mm, this, like right now, he... He try, he's trying to suit. Nah, what? I, I don't. I I when I think about it, I don't need a manager right now. I, mm -hmm. Unless you're gonna be able to walk me into certain doors, because a lot of the stuff I'm already doing on my own anyway. Yeah, you know, and um and I just don't want to take a chance on people being vindictive and stuff. Because I put mm -hmm. a lot into this stuff and like it mm -hmm. made the world to me. I study all of that, you know. Oh, wow. So let me ask you this. You had a manager. I feel, and I hear what you're saying, something is going on right mm -hmm. now. Y'all parted ways. How did that manager try to sell himself to you? What made you like, okay, I trust this person. I'm going to give them a try. What was it? So he was name dropping a lot of people he had worked with or whatever. One of the first people he um, name dropped was uh, Kaylani. He was managing Kaylani. Um, and so a lot of the people names that he was giving me that he worked with, I was Googling them, you know, mm -hmm. and then I even Google him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff was checking out. Like he's a, he was actually a an eighties rapper back in the eighties and he used to work with Dre and all of them. So what pulled him to me was like he said, When I heard you, this the stuff we used to be uh DJ DJ Yellow, is that the guy name? Mm -hmm. Okay, he was like, This what we we used to be creating stuff like that back in the studio. He was like, you got the same vibe that we was on, you know. So then when I Google and he checked out a lot of stuff. He from he's California. Saying, he's from Oakland. Yeah, mm -hmm. DJ Yella, yeah. Mm -hmm. West Side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, he, uh, and then he would call me with people like the guy who engineered us. Uh, she's a bad man. He mm -hmm. called me with that guy on the phone one time. Mm -hmm. And the guy was telling me, uh, 
the manager, he sent Larry had sent him some things. And he was telling me what Larry sent him, just giving me some advice, and was even saying that, you know, he didn't like the engineer some of my stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew Larry had them connections. I knew that. But um, he just let personal run into the business. He made a comment one night. He quit. He, he texted me and quit on me one night. He made a comment, and he was saying that I was an impatient artist and I only wanted his money. And that money thing, I was like, what? You know what? <laughs> so I was like, bet. And I started working with him. He came back and apologized or whatever. He told me that he let personal stuff get in. But then at that point, I just felt like you had to be pushed to the point to tell me how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person, I love blunt. I love for people to be blunt, even if it's going to hurt me. So if you're in my camp, if you were feeling any kind of way, you should have said that. I would have rather you said it before you was frustrated when you just feeling cool. Because yeah. now I feel like, you got secret thoughts, secret feelings about me. And I just mm. don't, you know, I tell him I can't rock with it. Yeah. So soon as I said, the, right before I said that to him, that's when he was apologizing and everything. I was like, I forgive you, not a this and it, but this is the way I feel. I don't think I could let you be my manager again. Right after I sent that text message, he texts me back. Oh, okay. I own the rights to your son, not a this and that. I'll give all your sons to another um artist. Like, he dirty, dirty, with, with dirty. My, with my producer, Hot Rod. Shout out to Hot Rod, Hot Rod Productions. If y'all ever heard of Hot Rod, man, he... He's always been the man, <laughs> and mm. I love Hot Rod. And um, with Rod, I think I got like 11, 12 songs already recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, just got to be mixed and mastered, could be released. But mm-hmm. I, I've been kind of patient with some things because, like, Larry, he wouldn't give me my, my BMI login, my publishing stuff, mm. you know. So Slick. people, like, people, they be seeing a lot of stuff that I do, but a lot of it's a lot of behind-the-scenes pain that go into my writing. Yeah. Like, people don't know, like, I done been... Helped over a lot, you know. Yeah. Been lied to. I call Memphis the city of broken promises. Mm. So many people in the voluntary lied to me. Like I called them and asked them lied to me about stuff. You know, like just it's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just that's I why I, you. I, I only latch to Tyke now because he really. One of the only people I really trust. Yeah. Yeah. Tyke is somebody that has your best interests. Mm-hmm. And this is just a dirty game anyway. Mm-hmm. This music business, baby. It's a lot of sharks, as you can see. Mm. As you can see. So I'm I'm glad you, you, you learned your lesson sooner than later. <laughs> you know, you still thriving. Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Izzy. <laughs> Who are some of your musical influences? Because that beautiful voice you have, I'm I'm feeling like I could reach down to Aretha. I mean I Who are your it. musical influences? Off the top, Brandy. Brandy, yeah. I've been listening to Brandy since I was fifteen. Um, I love Brandy. Um Kim Burrell on the gospel side. I like mm-hmm. the way Kim has it. Kim always sound like she's sick to me. Got a cold, but it's so pretty, like a pretty cold. I don't know. <laughs> Just that raspiness. And um, Jasmine Sullivan, Layla Hathaway. I love Layla Hathaway. Oh my God, I love Layla and her dad. I love both of them. Oh, I'm a big Donnie Hathaway Listen, fan. I love them. And see, Layla and Brandy, to me, they have perfect voice control. Mm-hmm. Like, they can jump up real high, go down to their tenor, but it still be so mm-hmm. milky, you know? I just love, I love them. And mm-hmm. I love Anita Baker, too. I love oh, her tone. Oh, look at mm-hmm. you. I love Anita's tone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. okay. So, what's next for Izzy Moore? Well, I have new material that I'm working on. I was actually at the studio today. So I'm working on a mixtape and my EP. My mixtape is really just going to be for my followers. Um, All my remakes on Facebook. 
so many followers. Like, how can we get this to the point where we don't got to look on Facebook? We could just, you know, have in a playlist or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop a mixtape for them. I really honestly never wanted to. I was just like, y'all could look on Facebook. But, you know. <laughs> get them people what they want, girl. Exactly. And, I, you know, learning, like, I've learned, like, making them feel personable. Like, girl, I can't yeah. tell that many people. Like, they'll comment back to me on comments or they come to my inbox when I reply. Like, I can't believe you really reply. I'm like, who do y'all talk to? Like, is everybody mean to y'all? Like, no. You know what I'm saying? People don't have to be nice. So their personal feeling. You're doing right. Just keeping people, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm going to drop this mixtape. Mm-hmm. as just a gift to them. Thank y'all for just rocking with me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm, I think I'm going to name it She Is Pop because it's mostly rapping. You know, my remakes are rapping. And she is Pac. Up, I yes, like that. I look, uh, so many people call me female Pac, and it's crazy because this, she who, is Pac. this who's been molding me, you know. I um I look at a lot of his interviews and everything. So when people tell me that they're in me, I'm not surprised because that's really what I want. This mm-hmm. Actually, you know what, Ina? I was thinking about kind of branding myself using that, you know, mm-hmm. because so many people had come in on the viral one and was like, um, this one guy, I remember he told me that his homie was like, I need you to listen to this girl. She remind me of Pac. And he said, he was like, how dare he compare you to Pac? But when I hear you, girl, you Pac. And he so know exactly know, what you're you know talking what about. So <laughs> I, I I was thinking about kind of branding myself as a female Pac. Because after most people going to be like, who she think Pac? You one of the greatest of all time. How dare she compare? Just listen, dog. I'm going to let you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was kind of thinking about, I just think about new ways to try to brand myself. And I told Type, bro, I used it. So for my my mixtape, I like that. I, I'm, I'm on name is she is. That's pop. different. Mm-hmm. And my um my EP is gonna be called Passage to Passage to Easy. Yeah, Passage to Easy. Incorporating kind of like that Bible too up yes, in there. I yes, like that. Right? I feel you. you see, I got you. Out. Passage to Easy. I know that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you all track. Yeah. And you know what? With you just mentioning um. You're going to do for your fans like an EP, mixtape. It just seemed like with music right now, it's so uh, single and EP driven. No one is making like these albums anymore, right? No. This what I was talking to uh, Red. Do you know how you read a Red on the Beat? Red on the Beat. I know who Red on the okay, Beat is. So Red is not like I'm Passage drawing Red in. we working together, you know. And so cool. I actually, I have a beat of Red that I'm, I'm writing a song to. And he was uh, actually at the studio with me today, and we was talking. And that's what he was telling me, um, cause mm-hmm. the guy he was saying how it's kind of oversaturated in a sense. So, um, like them long albums and stuff, you know, he was saying like five, six songs, top type thing, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, and, and he was saying, you know, and then when I went to, uh, I just had a show in Nashville, and I met with a lot of people there. Uh, this guy named Otis Logan. Shout out to Otis. Otis took me down there, mm-hmm. um, and we we performed at this place called. The Blues and Boogie Bar, I think. Mm-hmm. Dance, I mean, uh, downtown Nashville. It was so. Dope. How was it? Oh my God, Ina! Them people <laughs> love me. They were treating me like a celebrity. They were so receptive, way more receptive than Memphis be. Sometimes. You know what? I could hear like the tone of your voice. I could hear you doing a country song. They said that. I can hear it. They told me that like they was asking for car, walking up, hugging. You know, mm-hmm. if I wanted to, I could have worked seven days while I was down there. Like they were throwing stuff. Baby, at me. jump on them country awesome. charts like Lil Nas X. Awesome. Oh my god, it was so awesome. Wow. And um while I was down there, I I was meeting with this lady and she told me, she said, right now in the industry, she said it's like a single thing, you know. Mm-hmm. People dropping single, this was a single, this was you know, ruling was, the market right, right now. You know, so 
I guess that's really what you on the right track, is it? You <laughs> are. But look, at this time, we're going to do the verbally effective minute. I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. I need you to spit from the dome oh, wow. and tell me. I'm going to give you a choice now. <laughs> so you pick and you tell me why. Okay. Okay. So which city would you rather perform in? Memphis, Tennessee or Nashville, Tennessee? Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville. Oh, Wagger, Wagger. They were so receptive. <laughs> like sometimes I've been in some Memphis crowds. Mm-hmm. Havana, I, I'm in Havana Mix every Saturday. Even Mr. P sometimes. I just love a- Alex and April who own Mr. P's. Hey y'all, I love them. But <laughs> it's been sometimes where I stop singing, you know, finish the song. Girl won't be nothing. No, no, no clap, no, no. Like you can hear a smile. They just looking. I've had to even ask, y'all, do I sound bad? And they'd be like, no, girl. I'm like, are y'all sure? You know, like, mm-hmm. in Nashville, mm-mm, it was no question. I mm-hmm. knew that they was loving everything. They let they you was know. Yelling, like, oh, my God. You know, it was you like, liked it. Dying, girl. Like, want to hit me out. <laughs> All right. So that would be Nashville. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, you know, Izzy, you have your own styles. I love it. You know, the hair, the Thank wardrobe, you, you are doing mm-hmm. you. you. Let's talk about the hair for a minute. As far as hairstyles mm-hmm. go, do you prefer natural or weave? Natural, definitely. Okay. Why yes. you prefer natural? It's um so much more convenient mm-hmm. when I'm rushing, you know, uh, after cutting my perm out. I realize that I really have some pretty good hair. You do. So, you know, and so I'm like, loving the pink, so. Thank you. Thank you. I love pink and blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would, it's be so easy, you know, I could just wash and go and push, mm-hmm. pull it up in a puff or something like that. And then when me singing in Havana, that cigar smoke is mm-hmm. awful and it stains stuff. Yeah. So whenever I had a uh, weave, your ponytail smelling all like the a, time. my braids I just took out a like, Cuban cigar all the time for like a week or so so mm-hmm. I'm really having to wash my hair every Saturday that I need to so it's just mm-hmm. it's just better for me more convenient yes I love it. and then I just like you know we the people Yes, we are, baby. We found out about this natural. We've been rocking the natural, baby. Okay, so favorite genre of music, gospel or secular? Mm, I don't know. It's a mixture. (laughs) I really can't say it's a mixture on my thing because I listen to both of them Mm -hmm. because the um the gospel it it brings me through like I have I do a daily devotion every day and I listen to um, I always listen to Miranda Curtis or uh, Nobody Like You Lord her live version and I really haven't heard a gospel I mean a, a song R and B song yet that just make me just feel like oh, I just want to cry you know mm-hmm. and I need sometimes I need those mm-hmm. freeing you know raising my hand thanking God just crying mm-hmm. releasing. So I really can't say I like one more than the other because I need that balance. Mm, so I like, heard that. Yeah. Okay. Favorite artist out of these two ladies? Mm, I wonder what you're going to say. Lauren Hill or Layla Hathaway? Oh, no, you did I not did. I did. I did. I did. Man, I'm going to have to go with little Lolo. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Lauren. You got to go with Lauren. Yes. I know. I know. Yes. I, I knew you was going to say that. I felt deep down in the... <laughs> where is Lauren these days? Not showing up to her co- concerts on time. Get Lauren together for me. <laughs> do what I'm saying? Like, you a queen. Like, you top dog. You cannot do these people. We going to tag her on this podcast. She, she might want to work with you. Get, right, get her it. life together. Because we love Lauren here. We love you, Lauren. I love some- <laughs> 
<laughs> ever since Sister Egg, I was like, oh, I love her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awesome. Wow. Well, Izzy, I have really enjoyed you. Me I mean, too. you are so motivating. You're so talented. And it looks like your eyes are definitely on the prize. Thank and you. if you need some help with some marketing, you just call me and say, now, sure girl, because we going to help you, honey. <laughs> yes. You know, so tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Okay, you guys. So you can find me on Facebook at Izzy Moore, I-Z-Z-Y Moore. My Facebook artist page is Izzy the Songstress, and the is spelled T-H-A. And on um, IG, my IG is Izzy underscore the underscore Songstress, and it's also spelled T-H-A. Wow. Oh, and I also have um a song I just released May 31st called Support. It's a single mom's anthem. And you guys will see the cover. It's two little amazing gorgeous boys on the cover, which are my sons. Charles and, and Chance. Yes, Charles and Chance <laughs> are on the cover. And it's just for you mommies that we are here doing it for ourselves. That's for us. And I dropped one last year produced by High Rod. It was written by Tyke T called My Galaxy. So y'all go check mm, both of I those like out. That. Now, be can looking you, for new stuff. Can you uh Send us on out with just a little something, something for oh. my verbally affected podcast listeners. A little something, something. Yeah, if you could pick it. Oh, I got to pick it. Yes, I, I, I would rather pick it. I want you to sing some Lauren Hill. Um, You know what song I like about her? I, I don't know if you know. Zion. Now the joy. <laughs> Which Lauren Hill song? You got me on here singing and shit. Which Lauren Hill song you like? Let me see. Uh. You can sing ready or not. not. And I could be your backup. X Factor. Yeah, X Factor. Is that that one? Uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh. X Factor is. Uh, it could all. That's on B. Gotcha. So simple. I'll yeah, be your backup. I'll be your backup. Okay. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it could all be so simple. But you rather make it hard. Loving you is like a battle where we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be to get some race surprise Cause no one loves you more than me. And no one ever will, no matter how I think we grow. You always seem to let me know it ain't working. It ain't working. And when I try to walk away, you hurt yourself to make me stay. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The motherfucking building. Yeah. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Izzy, you have blessed our lives today. And I, I wish you I nothing so but time. the best. You, you are Amy. awesome. And you keep your eyes on the prize, like I said, and keep God first. And I know you got him in your life, and that's all you need. And I want to give a shout-out to you, and I was telling us like this. When I first met you, you was so genuine. like, mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me that we was going to work and it, it, you actually, you know, reached out. Like, yeah. I, that's why me and Tyke, we always say my ain't like, we really love you, for real. I love y'all, too. You know, being around, 
now and praying more, ask God to reveal more stuff to me, I feel mm-hmm. different. You know, I can I make it off the muscle kind of like feel when people like, uh-uh, you know, yeah. I need to be observing. And it's always been just genuine vibes, just so organic. Thank you. you. Thank so you. I you. I love you. And so. look, we're going to be working together yes. some more coming yes. up because I need to. I need to. Is it? I need to. <laughs> wow. Is it more on episode 79 of the Verbally Effective Podcast? Thank you, ladies.